throw something out there. What makes this core value different than the others? Any any noticeable differences? What? Growing. Time orientation is different. What's that? It's time orientation is different. Thank you. I was just waiting for just the obvious things to pop out. We don't have to go deep yet, you know. It's like, it's kind of not a noun, uh, you know. It's got the ing thing going on, right? It's, uh, it's what do we call that, Peach? That's a, that's a verb, right? That's a, that's an active. It's an act yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going somewhere. It's moving. It's active. Something's happening. Right? Yeah, yeah. What was uh, what was another one of our, our questions? Mm, yeah. What comes to your mind when when you connect the words growing church? Anyone want to throw, <laughs> want to throw something in on that one? That laugh is exactly what you find. <laughs> yeah. Numbers. Not numbers. Lord, save us. Would you consider yourself a growing person who's growing? Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah, oh my word. Maturity. She wants to help me. She let the children come, right? Uh, so, yeah, why is this something we need to talk about? Why is this one of our seven core postures? Um, right, we, we say this is kind of a big and important thing to talk about. You know, we can have some of the best intentions in the world, but still kind of forget to grow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we, can, we can be uh, some of the best people, but still not be growing. Um, it's kind of a funny thing, right, to remember that you have not yet arrived, right? Right? Raise your hand if you're perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, just David. Just David. So the rest of us are still growing. Right? Uh, yeah. Banter in the back. Uh, yeah. You ever talk to somebody? Like have a friend or something? You know what I'm talking about. And you just want to like share something new with them that you're learning. But this friend is always a little bit like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, dude, I'm just trying to like share something with you. But they're like kind of like, uh, it, it's not a know-it-all, but like, like, they're not really with you. They're not really hearing you. They're not really growing with you, you know? And it's like, there's a, there's a certain type of posture that comes with growing. Are you with me? Let's go to number one. We've got, uh, if you haven't been with us on this series, we are doing fill in the blanks like, whoa, which is something that we never do. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of giddy about this. Maybe this will hang with us, but... A growing person is a humble person. Mm. A growing person is a humble person. Person. There's a there's a posture of humility that comes with growth, uh, right? Uh, there's kind of a you can always turn the gym. There's always a new perspective, right? Everyone can be your teacher. Are you with me? Uh, if you're if you're willing to have that growing posture in the world. Uh, so I love this text that Laura read for us this morning because I, I think through the years this is just one of the best parables that Jesus gives about this seed, right? Um, it's really sort of the parable of parables. Um, but he talks about uh, the sower 
sows the seed, and some goes on the path, right? And the birds grab it, those birds. And then uh, other seed fell on the rocky ground, and they didn't have much soil. It says they sprang up quick, quickly. They had no roots. The sun came out, scorched dead, right? You've seen it happen. You know what I'm talking about, you seed sowers out there. And then uh, there's a third. There are the weeds, or the thorns, right? Them in the thorns, right? And those thorns, right? You don't sell seeds in thorns, right? You know, I, I love some people when they comment, they give commentary on this parable. They're like, "Who is this sower?" You know, <laughs> like, like strategy much? You know, but it's very, it's so kingdom, right? It's just you're just throwing it everywhere because that's what happens in the kingdom. Uh, and then there's the fourth, right? There's the good soil, the the juice, right? That just the the stuff that, that just really makes it grow, right? Uh, it's such a good parable because it continues to give for us, right? This is not a... Uh, I think it's important for us to remember this is not a deterministic word of the Lord, right? This is not... We interpret this somehow uh, sometimes and we're like, you're rocky soil. You're, you're thorny soil. You know, it's like... This is not telling... It's a... This is a... This is something to help us see. This is something that warns us, right? This is something that gives us guidance uh, of how we are to live our lives, right? That uh, there are so many different ways in which this can go awry for us. There are so many thorns, right? There's so uh, many birds of prey out there and that they will just choke out any chance of growth that, um, you know what I'm saying? There's a, there's a, it's kind of a way to see. And so the church gathers Together, we gather together as the people of God to curate this good soil, this place where we can grow and that we can go deep and that we can produce something, right? So we're, we're busy composting. We're busy uh, tending to the ground here, uh, right? Uh, we're going to use some dirt spiritual metaphors today, right? <laughs> Trying to make this thing, help this thing grow, growing. What does it mean to be a growing church? Yeah, I think if I'm honest, uh, there's kind of a lot of baggage, I think, that can come with this word. When we start talking about what does it mean to be a growing church, right? I, it's something that I've had a cantankerous relationship with for quite some time. Uh, you know, um, because Melanie said it, right? We think about numbers, uh, right? Ugh, we think about numbers, like, to this day, oh man, it's going down, uh, to this day, right, we're part, uh, we're, we're a little bit of a stepchild, maybe, but no, we're part of the Church of the Nazarene, and so what that means, actually during COVID, I don't think we have to do this, but uh, we got to report every month our numbers, uh, right, supposedly, <laughs> I, don't know we, I don't think we've done this since Kevin's left. But, um, you know, it's like this is something that we're supposed to keep track of, right? We've always kind of, Emily and I always, kind of always had a funny time with this because, like, are we counting these folks over here? Who are we supposed to count? The ones over there who come in? And, like, it's just ridiculous, you know. But this is, uh, man, this is just really something that can get under my skin, right? That, that when, you know, even when you ask someone about their church, Right? The first thing a lot of times they respond is like, oh, how many people go there? Right? Like there's so many things wrong with this question. <laughs> you know, it's like, 
your very premise as a church is somewhere that you go, right? I have a personal disdain for the way in which we've decided to measure and understand what it means to grow for the people of God, right? We, we, for so long, we've measured our kingdom success not by how we are loving people as Jesus loved people, but by this cultural identity of bigger, better, right? Uh, rather than how the gospel uh, invites us to measure growth, right? Uh, and so it's so interesting. So this parable of the sower gives us such a great sort of image what it means to grow or not grow and how much can be in the way of our growth. You know, I, uh, if you know anything about me, I love gardening. Uh, gardening's kind of my jam. Spring starts coming around, I get a little giddy. You know, uh, it's like things of my, my tulips are coming up and my daffodils, right? They're either ahead of the curve or they're confused. It's one or the other, you know, but, uh, but it's happening. You can taste it out there. It's 70 degrees this morning. I had coffee on the porch. You know, and uh, one thing about plants is you, they, they want to grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just want to do it. You don't have to remind them to grow. You know, you give them a little TLC, maybe a little water, a little sunshine. They don't need much. They're just trying hard. You know, they want to grow. You know, not unlike us, right? We are, we are designed for growth. Are you with me? We're designed for it. We're created for it. Uh, but you have to be intentional about it, don't you? Right? This is that word. I mean, that's the word that's come up every week of this whole series is intentionality. Right? That there's something that you actually have to, to do or to be about. You won't just naturally keep growing, will you? Last night, uh, we were having a random spa night at the house. And the kids, like you do, and the kids are doing their nails, and Emily's like a four stories. She's doing story nails, her nails, and her nails are getting so long. And Emily's like, you, you know, we might want to clip these first. And uh, and story's like, no, I've worked so hard at these nails. And 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 Emily's like, how how have you worked hard at growing your nails? Yeah, no, it's like it's just kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Uh, like, that's the one thing we don't have to work on, our hair and our nails. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah, well, maybe that's not universal, you know. But you know what I'm saying? It's not like that. Like, you actually have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about our growth. Maybe our nails do. I asked her. Yeah. And she said, I said, how are you? How have you been growing them? She said, by not cutting them. There you go. As if she's ever cut her own nails. But, uh, yeah, yeah, growing. You have, to, you have to, like, want it, don't you? You have, to, you have to desire it. You have to go after it, right? You have to be open to it, to seek it. Number two, you won't grow if you don't seek out growth. Are you with me? You won't grow unless you seek out growth. It's like Jesus is always saying, right, Jesus? <laughs> Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find it. Knock, and the door will be open for you, right? Because everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open, right? He's always saying stuff like this, right? But what happens when you don't knock? What happens when you 
don't ask, right? You have to seek it out. The kingdom of God doesn't come to those sitting around waiting for it on their couches with Disney Plus, right? And I love Disney Plus, <laughs> right? But the kingdom of God comes to those who seeks, who acts, asks, acts. I got to work on that. Acts, you know, depends on where you're from. And knocks, right? Look at someone this morning and say, go for it. Look at someone this morning and say, grow for it. Get after it. Right? Just whatever, just whatever. There's no rules here. Uh, you know, growing up... Okay, you're done. Growing up in the, in the church, uh, and you guys probably had, you know, I'm sure there's some similar experiences that, that gave me the baggage that I have with a lot of this. Um, yeah, the church I grew up in, you know, this is a difficult conversation because I really love those people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and we probably wouldn't be in this room today if it wasn't for the, the church that I grew up in. And these people who faithfully gathered week after week and helped change our diapers and, and all that stuff. Um, you know, but we really struggled... Um, part of my holy discontent in life was fueled from, from the faith community in which I grew up in. And um, this, this, like, we, there was some growing maybe inward, but certainly not outward, right? That there, there's this cantankerous relationship with what it means to, to grow as a faith community. And you kind of look back on these situations and you're like, man, it's like the elephant in the room that no one was naming. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on here? What's the thing underneath the thing, right? And it might sound harsh, but the term that always came to me was just this stagnation, right? That there's like, there, there's something stagnant here, right? There's no flow that's happening in the water, right? You've seen stagnant water? You know, and, and at some point it starts to like bubble up. You ever, uh, you ever been in a bubble before? You ever, uh, you ever been in a clique before? Okay, PTSD from high school, right? Have you ever been outside of a bubble before? Have you ever been outside of a clique before? Um, you know, Kaleo, we're, we're pretty different church than the one I grew up in. Um, but the temptation of stagnation is still there. Because that same temptation is there for everyone, all across society, because that's how it works. Because there will always be birds and thorns and rocky ground, right? There will always be the thing that is in the way of our growth. That's why we have to be intentional. The gospel, by design, is meant to flourish and to blossom and to take root and to find the good soil. Uh, I love this text that, that Ryan read. I'm going to reread a little of it from Colossians chapter 1. It's one of my faves from the epistles. And uh, Paul's writing, and he, and he writes his church, and he says, you know, guys, we always, we always thank God for you, right? And the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, right, that has come to you just as it is bearing fruit, 
and growing. And I love this. He says, in the whole world, right? So that it has been bearing fruit among yourselves from this day you, from the day that you heard it, right? And then I love this in verse 9. It's like, this is like the verse, right? Because he says, for this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not stopped praying for you, <laughs> right? That you may be filled with the knowledge of God, that you continue to bear fruit, that you continue to grow. Do you catch that? Right? It's like, okay, church, church in Laodicea, the Colossians, you guys are off the chain, right? You're rock stars for Jesus. You are growing, you are blossoming, the gospel is spreading. And so because of that, we haven't stopped praying for you. You know, it's like that you might continue to grow, that you might continue to go blossom, that the gospel would continue to spread. It's like the opposite of what you think it would be, you know? Uh, and, I, and I love this because it teaches us so much about what the gospel is meant to do, right? You know, I, I, I love you guys. Let me just say it. I love this community. I love you. I love, well, I love most of you guys. I mean, the, this is what we've been talking about in the series is how important it is to be authentic and hospitable and be a community who gathers and who is local, right? I can't even remember them all. They're all so good. Uh, you know, this is what we talk about. Um, you know, putting, putting these roots down. But there is this unseen struggle because everyone deals with this unseen struggle. Number three. The temptation is, right, the temptation is that, that your faith community, that gathering with these special people who are close to us, if you're with me, these people that you love, and this may be the most sneaky lure in the book of temptations, if there is such a book, right, is that this church become, here's your blank, your buddy-buddy group. The buddy, buddy group. Write it down, buddy, buddy group. <laughs> this, is, this is actually, Emily and I have a long running joke about this term that we somehow created at, at some point called the buddy, buddy group. I have no idea where it came from. But uh, yeah, now, now don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Again, this is what's up. This is where, you know, putting down roots, gathering with your community, digging deep together, right? But at some point, right, our, our greatest strength can actually become our greatest weakness if we forget why we are gathering in the first place. That we are here this morning not to simply gather for gathering's sake, not to just have a good time with our friends or eat a meal together. Everyone used to do that. Right? But we are here this morning to draw close to our God, to be transformed by the grace of God. We are here this morning to impart, to, to grow, right? That we would seek, that we would worship, that we would mature, that we would evolve, that we would be transformed, right? That there is something 
more going on, right? There is something other, and we want to step further into that. You know, Paul writes in, in Romans, you know the verse. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a what? As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect. Well, there is this inner growth, right, that we're called into, this transformation of the mind. If you keep on reading, uh, he, he goes through all of these, like, after that, it just flows into this outer growth, right? So cling to what is good, be devoted to one another, honor one another, be joyful, patient, faithful, share, practice hospitality, bless, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice. He's like, you got to work it, you know? You got to work it. You got to get after it. You got to work on it. So there's this inward growth. There's this outward growth. There's this renewing of our minds, right? There's this, there's this putting down roots, and then there's this blossoming out and this bearing fruit, right? Uh, yeah. And this is kind of, this is a, these, these, this whole series has been not easy to, to preach on. And I know that it's probably been a little more TED talky than sermons. You know, it's, it's, it's different. Uh, and so, but you know, if at the end of the day, right, if we're gathering here just to hang out, right, or because of our FOMO, then we really are missing out. <laughs> are you with me? Uh, because there's so much more to this and to what we're doing and to what's going on here this morning, right? In order that Christ might continue to save us, to confess that we aren't there yet, right? David and I were texting the other day and he was throwing down some of his Greek on me, the sazomai, right? Means I am being saved, right? I am in this process of salvation, right? It is going on, uh, right? We, we gather and surrender that we confess that he's still working on me. Are you with me? To make me, you want to do that one? To convince the week, to make the, anybody? No, yes, maybe? Okay, thank you, Melanie, thank you. Later, me and you. Uh, yes, yes. You know, I love this, and um, later in that chapter that we read in Colossians, toward the end, verse 22, he says, But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through his death to present you holy, faultless, and blameless before him, if indeed you remain grounded and steadfast in the faith and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you heard. You've got to be intentional about you're gross. You gotta draw roots. Look at somebody and say, grow. Grow. Alright, I know this is long. We're going somewhere. We're gonna land this plane probably in the next hour. So uh, today we also, I, before we wrap this up, there there is the other growth, right? There is there there is an outward growth. There's an inward growth, and there's an outward growth, right? For the same reason that Jesus went out and found disciples. The same reason the gospel has spread all over the world today, bearing fruit. Like that mustard seed that we read about, right? It did its thing. Number four, 
true, true gospel good news spreads. What it does, it can't help it. It's like those raspberries. If you guys have been in the community garden, those raspberries have taken over the planet. Look out, this year it's going to be what's up. Be prepared. Raspberries. Right? This is the necessary distinction that, that we've got to make. It's important to remind ourselves of, sometimes, between private club and the local church. This is the thing, when you have a wonderful community with wonderful values, it's a wonderful place to be. And sometimes you just want things to stay the way they are. I for sure know that, right? And if, if, you, if you joined Kaleo back when we used to meet in the house, right? Those were some good times, right? It was cozy. There was a kitchen. You're gathering all together, squished in there. It was special, right? And then all of a sudden we move out of there, and it's like, oh, it doesn't feel that way anymore. It feels different, you know? And the few of us who were around back in the bar days, we're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Right? Number five, growing always challenges our comfort. Are you with me? Number six, let's just roll on to it. Growing always means change. Growing always challenges our comfort. Growing always means change, right? It's like the litmus test every time a big change happens. BTW, COVID is one of those, right? And the church globally, it's going to be totally different. It already is, right? It's like this litmus test that happens, and you're like, well, we'll see who's around later, you know? Because it's just, it's like just peeling back a layer of the thing that's underneath the thing. Uh, yeah, what, what does it mean to grow? We are all growing. And when you grow, there's one thing that for sure happens, right? Your body starts to change. Are you with me? Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? You just start growing, you're changing. Everyone who has kids is like, ah, oh, gosh, we're going to have to have another conversation today. <laughs> right? There's hair appearing in places. You know, it's like our bodies are changing. Right? It's the same for the people of God. Are you with me? It is the same. Like, it is different. Right? And so we chose this name, Kaleo. It means to call. It's that root word for ecclesia, that we kaleo one another. And Jesus kaleos us. We're calling one another. Right? But we must also be faithful to kaleo others. Number seven, the final blank. You, your name here, your name here, so you guys can figure out what that means, must kaleo others. Must kaleo others. You know, in a survey, this is sort of old information. You've probably heard this. They say it takes up to, up to seven invitations to invite someone to something new before they're comfortable coming. That just is what it is. Like, that's like D&D night, you know? It's like it doesn't matter what it is, right? I love what Emily preached about last week. I love what Emily preached about last week with the, with the guy who sent his hate mail. He was like, what it... What is this? You guys keep like putting out like, you don't live in this neighborhood. He's just throwing shade all over us, you know? And, uh, you know, because he perceived us to be something that we weren't. 
But we're all kind of familiar with that, right? Like, we've all kind of been hooked at some point and burnt at some point by the bait and switch of the local church. It's happened, man. Right? It has happened. And that can look like anything from a pool table in the youth room to the track that I got at the rainforest instead of a tip. Right? And let me tell you, that one didn't work. <laughs> that one didn't work. Uh, you know, we are, we are more hesitant than ever. I'm going to say this. This might not be true. But uh, I feel like we are people more hesitant than ever uh, to, yeah, to, to journey down that making disciples road. Because we've seen firsthand what the bad fruit of inauthenticity looks like. And we've witnessed it, and we don't want to be that. And man, that's true. And this is why I have had a cantankerous relationship with this value for a long time, is because uh, we've really worked hard. We've kaleoed. We've cultivated the soil. We've worked at this thing to create something genuine and authentic and good. But you know what? More than ever now, we, we should be wanting to share the juice that we're drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should be excited about sharing the juice. Look at someone and say, share the juice. Share the juice. Share the juice. You guys are it. You know, wrapping up this morning, to be honest, I always wondered what it would be like to be a part of something <coughs> growing up that I would want to bring other people in on, right? Uh, you know, Jesus said this good soil will produce up to a hundred times, right? If there is such a thing as, a, as this harvest, Jesus said, go and make disciples. Is that Nazarene? What's our, like our Nazarene, the Nazarene core value? Right? Go and make Christ-like disciples in the nations. Right? Yeah, Jesus said it. You know. More than ever today, what does it mean that we're living in a world absolutely starving for authentic community? I think we do. And so, sometimes the temptation is to to let the sins of the past dictate the actions of today, that we would be a people who tiptoe around as if we're peddlers of something inauthentic, rather than sharing the good news and loving our neighbors and feeding the, uh, the hungry and visiting the sick, right, and inviting people to the table. What does it mean to grow inward and to grow outward? Because they are interconnected and inseparable from one another. If I wanna, if I want salsa in my garden this year, I'm gonna have to get out there and work on it. And I'm gonna have salsa in my garden, and you guys are gonna come over and bring tortilla chips, and it's gonna be off the chain. Let me pray for us this morning. And I, you know, we've got this, we've got this fill in the blank here at the end that I really want you guys to marinate on. Um, and we've, we've kind of not been great at leaving time for that, but. I, I, I want to close this out with, with the time of prayer and maybe a little bit of a t different time of prayer than we normally have um, because I think it's so important um, to remember to grow. 
So let's just take a moment and pray. And then if there's a few seconds before the kids come back in, I want you guys to marinate on those questions. Or you can do that now either way. So, yeah, let's pray. Dear Lord God, Oh God, here we are. We are a people. I believe we are a people who want to grow. That's why we're here. Because it's not an easy thing to be here. Digitally or in person. There's efforts involved. Lord, but we are not there yet. Lord, we gather this morning seeking your transformation in our lives. Lord, we ask that you would curate us, that you would make us more like you, that you would empty us out so that we might be filled up again, and that we might do it again tomorrow, that there might be a purifying and a sanctifying that goes on within our hearts and within our minds and within our hands that then goes out into our streets and into the gullies and into the places and the corners of injustice in our world. That it all might be sanctified, that it all might be matured, that the kingdom of God might spread like a mustard plant until the whole place smells like a barbecue that your kingdom is coming. Lord, may we be saturated. Fill us up, God, we pray. In your name, amen. Can we come together? Yay. Okay, ready? Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Deep and wide, Thank you. 